I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. Here we go. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Grindhouse Podcast with Dave and Matt. Matt, um, something different about you today. You're looking a little more aerodynamic, a little smoother, a little slicker. Yeah, that's right. And it, yeah, if you hear anything different in my voice, it's not being filtered. Usually I have a, uh, a soft, uh, like, um, what do you call that? Like a pop, Billowy. like a natural pop filter on my face. Right, right. Uh, that, that re- record or a wind filter and my, you know, a microphone you might put on that. Uh, and so I, I grow my own and it's a, it's called a beard. Uh, yeah. Re- I yeah. try to grow one. Sound I, engineers, I people in studios. You you go. You have a nice beard. You can do okay. It's I've got a, something. It's a sexy look. But yes, yeah. that's the secret that sound engineers and studio pros have known forever. If you if you've got a beard, you don't need half as much equipment to get that nice smooth sound. But today I am beardless, so if I sound a little off, a little squeakier, a little poppier, that's probably what's going on. Well, speaking of uh, smooth sounds. If you guys hear a vibration or a occasional thump, uh, there's construction. Apparently, construction workers are not following social distancing rules, and they're doing construction literally on the street outside of my apartment in Los Angeles because I have made it home. And uh, construction workers do not take days off. So we will bear through it. There was no place in my apartment that was um, uh, free of the cacophony of mechanics that are going on outside so bear with us as we continue on this podcast a little later than usual normally record on a, like a saturday or a sunday and and then re- release it uh, usually first thing monday morning uh we're actually recording on monday it is monday march 30th yeah I, the year of our underlord 2020 i i also have some construction going on outside uh in in the, Do you really just in the closet here in the oh, office. Oh, right. Yeah, the 3D. I have a 3D, 3D printer, printer running right your, now. Your magic box? Yes. And so if you hear any motor noises so, or anything like that, that's... So what are you making? I'm making a faceplate for my uh, my VR... Uh, ma- uh, what do you... Helmet? Mask? What do you... Headset. Um, v- sure. Yeah, my virtual reality machine that I bought. Uh, it, I thought it'd be cool to have like a badass... Pl- uh, faceplate that i made myself on the front of it because you know you don't it's it's not like goggles like you can cover up the front and um you know what would have been cool i i have no idea what this design is that you're making but um do you know do you know like in the x-men how professor x had that uh had that giant helmet that he'd wear when he had to like amplify his powers yeah you need that but like for your vr like where it's super like bulbous kind of helmet that like suspends from the ceiling you know you bring it down over you well, that yeah, that would look good. But the thing about it, they have a lot of sensors on the helmet and different uh-huh, things. You can't yeah. you can't cover that stuff up. So, so oh, I just I went with a nice, <laughs> uh, sleek, uh, kind of golden front. It's uh, gold, gold, like gold plastic. But uh, so like Cyclops's eyes, his eyes. Yeah, I just thought cards. it'd be cool to have some kind of shiny. But that's as you saw, we had a little delay before we could get going because I had to go back in the closet because that. I didn't have enough plastic. I mean, th- that's one of the things that's going on right now with like all of the the pandemic. There's shortages, right. and shortages so you kind of yeah. So a lot of us craftspeople, we're just kind of having to make do with what's around the house, and so 
Uh, it got about halfway up, and then the only other plastic I had that would work is a really bright neon yellow. So it's like the lower half will be gold, and then it'll just like harsh transition to like day glow yellow. So will you post photos of you in your mask when it's completed? Sure, sure. Yeah, if it even works. I, that's the thing about a lot of this 3D printing stuff is kind of like you design something and then you print it a few times before you actually get it right. So maybe this one will work. Uh, kind of feel like it already is broken because I didn't want half gold, half yellow. It's a weird look for everyone. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe it's awesome. Maybe it'll look great. It might look super cool. Yeah. So I... I don't understand. I've never used a 3D printer, although I, I realize I realize and recognize that they're becoming far more uh, commonplace in every everyday homes. But what's so? What's the process like for me as a layman? Like, do you, can you like download schematics? Do you have to create the schematics on your own? Is it a hybrid of the two? Like someone who who like me does not have an engineering background. How would I go about making my own VR goggles? Okay, no, so I'm not making VR goggles. That's not, I'm just basically making a little piece of plastic that's going to go on the front of it. But, uh, okay. but yeah, like for that, I, I found someone online that had already made some something similar and I just kind of took their design and simplified it to what I wanted. Uh, a lot of people get, they get stuff off the internet. You know, you see a lot of that with the hobbyists, the miniatures, uh, little statues of Baby Yoda, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. They, By the way, I ordered a Baby Yoda from China um, back in December, maybe. And what I received was, in fact, not a 3D printed Baby Yoda. It was like, do you remember, not that I would advocate for this, but do you ever remember going to McDonald's and getting like a Happy Meal? Yeah. Yeah. You know the little you know how sometimes they'd come with like a little plush? Uh yeah, like a beanie baby, something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. So this baby Yoda, which was in the photo, looked like a life size three D model of Baby Yoda, is actually just one of those. See well you can you got a little, a little plush baby Yoda. I think that's kinda cool. You could cuddle with it. Like it seems more like what you would Very want small. out of a baby doll. Like I could maybe use it as one of those stress relievers that I like squeeze, <laughs> you know, it's about that size. Oh, okay. Do you, you have it with you? Uh, I do. Do you want me to go yeah, grab I it? I want to see this little baby, okay, little squeezable baby Yoda. I want to see him and I want to squeeze on him and, and pet his little Yoda head. It, he's taking a while to get back here. <laughs> I still haven't seen that show, by the way. Now, I will grant that it is cute, but it is not as advertised. Oh, that's not even baby Yoda. That's just... That's just fucking. It's a little re- old Yoda. That's regular Yoda, but yeah, it d- doesn't have any of like the. <laughs> what was what story? Hold on, bring that thing back on the camera, man. This is like <laughs> he's he's. This is nothing like that, baby Yoda. This is totally just Yoda. He just like he's got this little brown sack for clothes and uh, puffy, allergy, drowsy eyelids. Which actually looks a lot like me. Yeah, I like it. I love all the time. It. Dude, Look, it's I cool. Love that thing, it's man. just not. It's not what I what I ordered, <laughs> and it's not worth thirty bucks or whatever I paid for like a, a life size baby Yoda. So I, it's okay. I pre ordered like the animatronic one that GameStop is offering. Uh huh. Come out next year. Have you seen that? Oh, it's all yeah. It's like a little android robot. Yeah. Yeah, I pre-ordered that. So next year I'll have Baby Yoda. I ordered or something from year. from China uh, that should be here by the summer, hopefully. Um, <laughs> you know, you get on eBay and you just see those like really stupid things for like two bucks, and you're like, yeah, I want that. 
send it send it this way sure yeah yeah and then you realize it's coming from china and it's never gonna arrive it's um it's a melania trump uh silver dollar <laughs> it was two dollars and it was just with free shipping by the way <laughs> a silver dollar that cost two dollars it's melania trump though i mean i get yeah i mean what, what do you want it for i don't know because i never had that i never seen anything like that and it's okay yeah you never you never just like oh something's two dollars and like that's it it's like no tax no shipping like end of story throw two dollars at this thing and then at some point in the distant future you'll have this surprise of like oh yeah i ordered that stupid thing uh yeah that way too often yeah so that's why Um, that's why these things exist that's how they that's what they're for that's how they catch you so yeah yeah exactly i got that coming eventually um so like if i were to i mean because we're all in the quarantine times and i just got back to los angeles which is not quite the wasteland that was promised to me looks like i'm just cleaner los angeles the air is i've never seen the air this clean in all the many years that i've lived here it's actually quite beautiful um and the grocery stores i just came back did my first sort of trip to stock up for this hibernation period and it wasn't as ransacked as i expected it was pretty full actually yeah Um, things are starting to to get a little more sane right now that's good but like if i if i had a 3d printer for example yes and I wanted to make, for example, Loki's helmet. How would I go about that? Okay, uh, well, that's a pretty popular thing. So you could probably find, there's a website called Thingiverse, which you could go to and probably find the Loki's helmet. And uh, So um, I don't know where we cut off because the internet just went away yes. for a moment on my end at least. Yes, you had some internet difficulties. I was telling you about the loki helmet loki helmet and so yes. so now you have a loki helmet and you've painted it and you look just like loki well now now where do you get it from because i think the internet cut off right when you were telling me the website oh okay uh well you could get it from thingiverse which is a uh okay. probably I mean, i'm just saying stuff like that is like really popular you could probably find it already you don't have to make it yourself you don't have to learn how to do 3d modeling and all that sure and then right. you that just would take me a long time. You print out all the parts and you put them together and then paint it. And then you go to the grocery store and, uh, you know, people will get out of your way because they know that you're a guy in a Loki helmet. And I mean, listen, I, I'm not even talking about. Yeah, like I'm not even talking about going out. I'm just talking about in in the uh, privacy of my own home while I am quarantining myself for 14 days. I might feel the urge to just sort of strut around in a cape and a Loki helmet for my own personal amusement. Well, that once again, though, we get back to that shipping issue. So mm, if you yes. even if you were to order a three D printer, it wouldn't show up probably till like you know next month sometime. And uh, so, so I'm go- I'm going to recommend to you cardboard. Um, okay. You know maybe maybe you got some. Uh, I have some boxes lying yeah, around. Yeah, something like that. A staple gun. You got a staple gun. I don't have a staple. I have some packing tape. Got tape. All right. Cardboard tape. Um, paint. How are you on? Because you're going to need this thing to look, mm, you know, authentic. Do I have paint? I don't know that I have any paint at the moment. It's okay. You there's you have clothes in your house, different color fabrics. You got that. You could like cut the color, the fabric, like, you know, color it that oh, way. Oh, right. Like, yeah, okay. Like wrap it. Mm. Like a pulse, mm. upholster it basically. I think this is going to be yeah, a very okay. handsome uh, helmet for you. I think you're going to look really okay, cool. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if that happens on my schedule. 
And and speaking of schedules, I don't know. Are you are you working from home now? I mean, you shaved your beard, so I feel like you're in full doomer uh, doomsday prepping mode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I that's why I shaved my beard. That's right. I honestly uh, so I could wear a, a mask and get a full that full seal that the OSHA requires. Uh, though OSHA is not checking on me anymore because I am working from home. I'm not going to the studio, so okay. I'm um, staying in. Uh, pretty much ran out of work all all the freelance jobs i have i've i finished them kind of fast once i didn't have to go anywhere and uh now i'm just uh gonna make a new web page uh gonna start working on some art i guess yeah that's probably very cool maybe maybe you can create some uh schematics for like loki helmets and things like that and you can put them up on your Mm. website i feel like i could do something a little more original than like baby Yoda's? crap from Marvel movies and Star Wars, but may, maybe if I don't think of anything else, I'll uh, no, I, consider. I wasn't saying crap from Star Wars. <laughs> I'm saying baby Yoda, baby Yoda dolls. Once again, getting back to that concept, I was telling you, like it's really popular, so it's probably out there already. So yeah, sure. I would just be making another one, uh, but um, I. You know, uh, it's working, man. I I get uh, I get up in the morning. uh, uh, Like I'm doing the same routine. Like I'm going to work. I'm getting up. I'm shaving. I'm showering. Uh, You know, I I get I get dressed in uh, office appropriate clothes. Uh, I mean, which for you is like a t-shirt and a t-shirt that says "Great Satan" and has a a big devil on it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, not jeans. I've got my nice slacks on and I've got some, and my shoes okay. are no, no work boots. I've got clean shoes on cause I'm not, I don't need work boots, but uh point being, you're going to want to do this. You know, even if you don't have any work to do, man, pretend you do or something, just get yourself ready. You know? Cause like once you start on that path of like getting up and staying in your pajamas and like, it's going to get weird, you know, pretend life is still going on for you and like have some shoes on, you know, <laughs> have some, some well, hygiene. That, that's one, that's one of the things that I found myself when I was in Atlanta for these last two weeks was I think partially because I wasn't home and it was a lot of waiting period. Like I, like I think I mentioned last week, the, the show that Justin and I were on was put on hiatus indefinitely. Yeah. Like many people working in the film industry and there's just this natural urge to just sort of sit around in your basketball shorts all day long, kind of just waiting. And then when I realized that there was a very strong possibility that this thing could become indefinite and, um, you know, maybe even into the summer before we even think about resuming work, I made the long three-day drive back to Los Angeles. And I immediately, um, this was something that I saw one of our friend of the shows, David Andrew Venable was doing, which was making a schedule for myself. Yeah. You know, so I've, I've scheduled in, I woke up, I wake up at eight, seven thirty-eight. I take uh, the dog Sophie for a half hour walk. And then I give myself 30 minutes of coffee and contemplation every morning. And then I start my day. And today, this day started with uh, going grocery shopping, had to stock up. I, I brought some supplies from Atlanta, which was great because the restrictions weren't quite as strict at the time. Um, but I didn't have any veg or anything like that. So I had to go do a proper run at the Ralph's and, uh, do this podcast prep, get ready for that kind of stuff and try to get some workouts in. I think that's gonna be super important for people just sit around at home eating, you know, try to get a run in, try to, and I actually saw quite a number of people out walking their dogs and going for runs. It's, I mean, look, this, this pandemic is, is obviously not cool. It sucks. It's, it's really disruptive for a lot of people's lives. But there, 
I mean, if I could be an optimist for just a, the briefest of moments, I have noticed that a lot more people are outside running around, taking walks. I think, um, you know, the environment has been cleaner with a, a, a short stop down of human activity. And to your point with like the 3D printer, people are starting to get creative. I had just a, another friend of mine, a husband wife couple that told me that they're embarking on a script. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are, you know, starting on music projects and art projects and just taking the time that they don't normally have and apply it creatively during this this time that we're all kind of out of work or working from home anyway. Yeah, you got to. You got to have something to do, something to keep focused on. And and who knows, man? I mean, think of like uh, the last uh, economic recession we had back in 2008. Uh, I know a lot of people that were on employment that uh, on unemployment that whole year, you know, collecting unemployment, staying at home. And a lot of them use that time to design businesses and like uh, write screenplays, write books. I mean, a lot of like new opportunities came out of that, that time. Cause you never know what you have until you, you know, so many of us, like we get up and we go to work every day and you're there, you know, you're there somewhere until five or six and then you're driving through traffic to get home and, you know, and, and things move at such a fast pace and it's such a top down week by week approach to life. You, you often don't get those chances to really look in and see what ideas you have that, you know, what great ideas you can bring and, and things you can yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Now, I mean, that's that's the proper way to spend this time. But there are, I think there have been some um, some kind of reactions to this pandemic that are a little a little out of left field. Maybe maybe some people who aren't quite handling the pandemic in the best way possible. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of those Uh, in Austin. I think police are getting like 180 complaints a day right now of um, people who aren't social distancing, like people like are flooding uh, the parks, you know, all hanging out at the parks, going swimming uh, on the green belt. Is that is that people are still doing that? Because I think I think you I mean, a week ago or so that you were at Barton Springs or maybe you just posted. Yeah, I didn't didn't go. Yeah, that was just like a photo that was getting hot around Austin. People were kind of like, hey, can you believe this shit? You know, because it's just like totally crowded. Apparently, the golf courses have just been where like the the parking is like going out onto the roads because there's so many people, Uh, you know, that kind of stuff's got to stop, man. That's dangerous. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. I I, I, like part of it is like that there's this. especially in Texas, this kind of like, no one's going to tell me what to do uh, sort of attitude, which is, you know, admirable at times, but now is not the time. And and then in Austin, especially, there's also this like proactive, live your best life kind of ideology, which is once again, very admirable in most times. But, but when you're, you know, everybody's wanting to go, Austin's a crowded city already. And when everybody's wanting to go to their favorite nature spot, you know, they're not going to turn around and go home when they see, oh, someone's already there. And so everybody's just yeah, right. It's, up. it's it's a little different if you're going for a walk around your neighborhood yeah. where it's it's much easier for you to maintain the CDC recommended distances from one another. Even if you're going on a jog, like you can pretty much avoid people when you're going to like, for example, I can only imagine that there that Runyon Canyon, which is a popular uh, hike, hiking and jogging spot here in Los Angeles is busy. Yeah, every day. Exactly. And I'm sure, I'm sure, to, just to give people the benefit of the doubt, I'm sure they're thinking, well, no one will be there. But to your point, you're, you're going to get all the way there and you're going to see, you know, 50 people. You're not going to turn around. I mean, you should, 
but you probably yeah. won't. They're, they're thinking, oh, uh, you know, it'd be so beautiful right now with the, the air so clear over Austin and everything so calm. Let's go to that lookout point at Mount Bennell and just look over the whole city out there by themselves. And like right now, 40 other people in Austin have that same idea, you know, That's right. <laughs> so it's just stay home. Yeah. And look, there's so many things. There's so many fun things to do at home. And I know, look, I know that a lot of people are feeling a lot of anxiety right now for a, a great number of reasons. And the, and the reality of it is, is even those of us who are maybe don't don't identify as being particularly social beings, you know, some of us tend to be a little bit more um, just le- less less not. I don't want to say quite antisocial, but some of us can be hermits yeah. for sure. But I think as human beings, it's in our DNA to be social creatures. And I think that we maybe should take this opportunity to appreciate just how much we socialize, even when we think we're being antisocial. And hopefully from this, we're able to to appreciate um, and and continue to build communities that are beneficial to us coming out of this now that we've had it kind of forcefully taken away from us but there are cool things to do at home right i mean we talked about 3d printing if you're lucky enough to have one of those things any kind of art project writing writing just requires paper and pencil or a laptop you know you do that to your heart's desire talked about our friend over uh jason over at the regrettable century potentially starting a novel or short story i think you should the one the one about um, the duck. i think the, Is it? well not with the duck <laughs> Take the duck out of it. Make it a human. I mean, you can make it a duck. Make it a kid's book. A social political kid's book about a duck emperor with ghosts. That's awesome, actually. Maybe you should leave maybe the duck Maybe you in. should make that one. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I was actually thinking about it. I've always thought about writing a novel, and I've never really had a strong idea to sort of support the endeavor. But I have been giving I, – I have some thoughts that um, I'd like to maybe explore. I mean, it's just so – again, it's all about scheduling and trying to – fit in sometimes and have you uh one of the things that i noticed when i was driving here uh i watch a lot of youtube well i didn't watch because i was driving but like i was yeah. listening to a lot of things on youtube podcasts and what have you and uh have you seen that website Masterclass? that's the one where the famous people that you've heard of are the teachers like christopher yeah Walken yeah like sort of be or something like that yeah, or like Neil Gaiman will talk about writing. Yeah, so that ad kept coming up over and over and over again. Have you experienced that at all? I know I had a, a my coordinator, I think, did a master class, did one of the film projects. Have for I it, experienced but, um, master class or have I experienced just having ads pop up over and over again? That Well, yeah, we've all experienced. We've talked about the dystopian future that is <laughs> ads, you know, non-consentingly abusing us. But um no, no. I mean, I mean, masterclass. Have you ever done anything like that, like a sort of an online tutorial, yeah. or when you're trying to learn a new skill? Well, yeah, yeah. I've taken a lot of webinars on uh, how to how to work in uh, digital sculpting, three uh, D modeling, that kind of stuff. That's where I learned a lot of that. Okay, cool. And you you were actually telling me about some kind of cool VR thing that you were thinking about doing, creating creatures and such. Weren't oh you? yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, so I actually got a virtual reality headset like a week ago and it's which is awesome because the one i wanted is that it's never in stock and uh i just managed to able to get one i I had to like drive out into the quarantine zone and you know the guy at best buy came out and kind of waved at me and then i popped my trunk and he put it in there he had gloves on and a mask 
Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So you just ordered it and they just yeah, brought it yeah. to you? I mean, but that's cool. It was like just lucky. It was like right before the lockdown. I mean, the stores were already kind of starting to do it. As I, as I point out, like he was literally like, don't roll down your window, please, sir. Just pop the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this thing's, it's awesome. I mean, I've got this like a uh, this program where I can sculpt in virtual reality. It's amazing, man. It's like like imagine uh, modeling a little like eight inch tall figure, and you go like a like a Yoda. Yes, like your baby Yoda, for example. And you, and you get to the point where you want to give him those perfect little baby Yoda teeth, those little force, little, little magical force pearls, man. And so what you do. You just kind of virtual, like in with your virtual reality hands, you you grab the baby Yoda and you just stretch him out until his mouth is large enough that you can get inside of it, and then you make the teeth, and then you like shrink him back down to the the size that. That's super it's, cool. It's wild. It's like the most surreal thing, man. You feel like some kind of fucking Tinkerbell. Like you know what I mean? Like he or he could just like I am any size I want to be, and you're just like shrinking and growing and working on things. It's amazing. So what's the program called that you're using for this VR uh, sculpting? I got two of them. I got one called Tilt Brush, uh, which is more of like a like a virtual painting. Like it's uh, imagine if you could just like take a paintbrush and just start drawing in the air, and it would you know. So it's that one. And then I've got another one called Oculus Medium, which is more of a, that's the sculpting one. And uh, both are just really fun. I mean, you can get lost in there for hours, man. It's crazy. Your neck gets a little sore. That headset's kind of heavy. But other than that, it's pretty sweet. So so you, do you do it like, um, like are you standing like in the middle of the room? Like, yeah. Like, like lavishly painting your in, in your virtual world? Yeah, yes. The movements aren't really fast and you know inspired because like I, I that would be cool to be like that jackson pollock like yeah going all fast and crazy but i tend to put my hand into the uh, like i have like a ceiling fan and uh uh dogs running around me and stuff so i have to i have to move a little more deliberately when i'm doing it but uh there's been now, some incidents now can <laughs> you posted a video of you i don't know what you were doing but it looked kind of like what i imagine uh I would be dancing like at a Mexican wedding if I drank just a little bit too much and I was dancing by myself in the corner. Kind of was reminiscent of that, you know? Okay, that was uh, – so you know you know that thing where like uh, you got you got your dog and you're like throwing a ball and she's running and getting it. You fetch. I mean, you know fetch, but, <laughs> but yeah, like, you, sure. you know okay, that thing yeah. where you, like, you, you pretend well, – well, How revolutionary <laughs> of you. Where you pretend to throw a ball and the dog still goes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So apparently that still applies when you're playing virtual reality games where you're throwing a ball and like doing stuff like that. Like the dog just starts believing it. <laughs> okay. Does it, does now is the dog wearing a virtual reality? No, no. Helmet? But the dog like sees you and you know you're making all these movements like you're throwing stuff and catching stuff and there's like sound effects because the the helmet makes noise. You know, so so the dog's like yeah, sure. I can hear the ball. You know, I can, he's, he obviously believes there's a ball, so there must be a ball. So the, so what, yeah, the dog starts believing those things are happening and our dog Gidget, she's a little Boston Terrier. She gets furious because it's like you're playing with a ball and you're, and you're oh, not yeah, including her. Yeah. You know? So she starts trying to um, bite the, uh, you have these little uh, controllers that you, that you hold. And that's so she just yeah, makes yeah. she's like that's the ball and she just starts like trying to bite like a weed yeah it's it's similar to that yeah 
and she just starts trying to like bite those okay. out of my hands while I'm playing, and it's uh, it's fun at first, but then it start you start realizing like I, I there's a little dog jumping and nipping at my hands and I can't see it and, right. <laughs> and it hurts and like, that's gonna yeah. end badly <laughs> so yeah she bites sometimes she does she's a really kind dog but she will bite you in that instance we found sure she doesn't know any better but now can you um like I'm just imagining the scenario right and okay like in my mind it's it's far more grandiose maybe than in reality but like can you record um like what like for example, if you were if you were sculpting just because on my television I happen to have like ten hours of underwater footage playing because that's what I do. Like, could if you wanted to make like a shark, like a great white shark, for example, yes. could you record your virtual reality so that you could show people the process? I think I think so. I mean, yes, you can. I I have to figure out how to do that. But there's something where like you set up a webcam in the room, and your computer figures out it, it basically like makes a video of what the um, it's weird. It's like the the web, the computer figures out how, what it would look like if you were in the virtual reality walking around and stuff. Right. It kind of comps you in in there into that world. So I'm still trying to figure out how it works. There was a, there's a way there was a a two, maybe two and a half years ago uh, when I left this, Oh man, I don't even know if I had left it yet. There was a, I used to work at in-house at a production company and when I realized that the relationship had become toxic and I was looking to move on, there was a virtual reality company that was actually interested in hiring me at one point, And I think they were called 8i. And they had this really cool technology. I don't know whatever came of it. But um, it was kind of like like they would like they would it was virtual reality, but it was virtual reality that would take um, real footage. So, for example, like if you had a yeah. dog. And when you wanted your dog everywhere, you would take this dog to their setup, all the different cameras, and would shoot you like 360, this dog doing all these different things. And then you would download the program, and you could put your dog anywhere. They're your real dog, not even like a – I guess it's kind of a bit like Pokemon Go does where you can sort of put the little Pokemon digital characters in whatever the, the whatever your camera is actually picking up. But this is a real – being it could be a real being it could be like you painting and then i could put you painting in the corner if i'm looking through the lens of my phone just looking into my phone oh, okay like what my camera is picking up it would show you or the dog or whatever the subject was it's like an augmented reality thing so like you and i would be recording the yeah. recording this show but instead of looking at each other on screens we'd be like standing in the room seeing each other uh, walking around, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's or, a augmented reality, uh, mixed mixed reality. Yeah. Like even like imagine like imagine like when we did the podcast live together, right? Like if we had this setup, we could film it, and then let's say like top listener Sam V Blair wanted to like watch us do the podcast in his living room, he could just like aim his phone wherever he wants us, and there we would be in the real space. And he could listen to us in real time. Oh, I think he'd he'd stop listening to the show after that. He'd realize like, okay, yeah, these guys, I've got enough of them. That might be like the last episode. What if we he put? Uh, we'd have to maybe put like Ophelia dancing also like next to us. <laughs> keep, keep the interest. Yeah, that, so, uh, I yes, the the idea of dancing ladies in virtual reality. So that that is uh, something that also is um, popular with VR. Uh, okay, <clears throat> sort of like an, an adult entertainment side of it. 
Oh, well, we all know that they do lead uh, technology. They do dr- they're do. they the driving force for technological yes. advances. If the technology can in any way be used to augment porn, the porn industry will get there first, and they will push the limits of what that technology can do before mainstream movies get a hold of it. So I have already been uh, told, you know, because when, when, when your husband brings home a VR headset, you know, already... Yeah. A wife is going to kind of like raise an eyebrow like what whoa, what's this about you know because at first you're just playing video games now you're what you're going to go live in them and i'm like no no you know i mean I, we're we're in the matrix yeah, man. i had to tell her no this is something i think i'm going to use for art you know because the, these things i make these sculptures i make in the uh, vr like i i can 3d print them and eventually make bronze sculptures out of them all kinds of cool stuff so like i had to tell her you know this is something creative but She's she did she did throw it out there. She was like, "Don't you know? Don't look at any porn on your VR headset because that that's creepy." You know, it's like well, and also we've established that your dog doesn't really understand <laughs> and likes to nip. Yeah. Oh so yeah, so that could lead to some that's injuries true. if you're not careful. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit there was like a a moment where I was like, "Oh, I can't," I can't. and then I started thinking about it. It's like. Was I even going to do that? I mean, I guess I was a little curious, like, what would it be like? But then I started thinking about it, like, from the icky side of it, you know? And it's like, you you know how sometimes, like, people have those, like, bachelor parties and their friends get them, uh, hey, here's a blow-up doll as a prank gift or something. Yeah, I I never got that. Yeah, but it's like a thing. It's like on movies movies. you see. Yeah, and like, you know, and it's like they never have, like, a scene in the movie where the guy takes it home and he's like, huh, Maybe, yeah, it. like even out of curiosity, you know, like maybe I, maybe I just like, give it I, a try. How did, you know? how did American, uh, yeah, like how did the American Pie movies not, not capitalize on that, like that kind of scene? I, I don't know. They're pretty dumb movies, and that's a pretty dumb thing. But, that's but true. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I started thinking, like, yeah, man, like having a virtual reality head headset on while you're, you know, trying to get, get that is creepy. That's that's icky, man. It's like. It is. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to judge anybody. Whatever you, you know, get you get into. But it just. What I, have you had? What have you had? Like, um, what's the proper term for like a? I hate the term wife beater. Like a tank top, like an undershirt, tank top undershirt. A, a muscle shirt, I think you call that. Like a mu- yeah, or, sure, uh, like a muscle shirt <laughs> filled, like just stained, stained with like Cheeto dust. You know, and you got this virtual reality headset on. And yeah. I, that's pants around your ankles. I think this uh, is a 3D sculpture for you to make. That would be divorce. That's what you're describing. That's grounds for divorce. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> what if you? Well, here's the other. Here's the other thing that that people need to be uh, cautious of. What if uh, in your virtual world, like you accidentally walk outside before you begin your proceeds, and uh, uh, uh-huh. any a lot of people are jogging they, out they, now. You know, a lot of people taking so the dodge walks. So you're like you're playing a virtual reality game, and you just kind of wander out, and some jogger hits you, and accident. You mean? Well, no, I'm talking about like if you if you were watching some sort of adult material through your oh. VR machine, <laughs> and like you know the lady in the red dress invites you like through the bedroom door, but you got walk out the front door, you know, and then like you actually sit down on your lawn chair. So there, there is actually protection for that. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't <laughs> want to like, you know, get too nifty. I know, I know you're joking, but, but it is kind of cool. Like you actually, before you play, you actually uh, kind of draw with your handle thing. You kind of draw on the ground, the safe zone. And if you, as you okay. get near it, uh, like a force field start kind of comes up around you. Yeah. Oh, and then, interesting. And, and if you get close enough to the force field, it turns red to let you know you're right about to. But then okay. here's the thing too, though. That's cool. If you peek 
outside of the force field. Like if you just like stick your head out of it, um, the little cameras on it turn on and you can see everything around you. Yeah. So I was wondering that I was wondering if you could, um, if it has the ability to show you the real world, like, like we talked about this augmentation, right? Like, could you, could you paint in your living room? Like, could you be in your living room with the headset on, but you see your living room in 360 and you're like painting on the walls or you're like building in there, like, or maybe you have the option to go back and forth into your, your digital castle or your digital workshop. That'd be cool. If that exists, I don't know, but uh, that would maybe in the future, that will be a thing. Well, it's funny that we're talking about like a device with these cameras and what have you, because um, I watched a movie a few days ago that is kind of relevant to what we're talking oh, about. The Lawnmower Man, the the everybody's favorite virtual reality Man, movie, which is, <laughs> which is also very cool. No, this was um, the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man with Kevin Bacon. Uh, no, that's Hollow Man. But th- this, but he was hollow, and the, and the, he this was guy, hollow. This, this guy is invisible, but he's still solid. Yeah, so he's kind of invisible. I mean, it's, he's – so uh, have you seen this movie at all? Do you, do you know anything about it? Well, I assume if I've seen Hollow Man, I know something about it. You do know that there was a movie before Hollow Man, Yeah, right? there's like, like a lot of those movies, aren't there? Like there's there's a yes. handful of Invisible Man movies. I think there's an even – Yeah, a, I mean obviously it's, it's a very famous uh, – it's a very famous story – that that people have retold over and over again and and it's you know it's it's one of the classic monsters right it's one of the the classic universal monsters so the newest so i'll do i'll give you a little bit of backstory so at one point uh universal who owns the the rights to all these like you know frankenstein and dracula and the invisible man was planning on sort of ripping off marvel and doing a what they called the dark universe do you remember the dark universe it had a uh, like werewolf and uh, Dracula. It was it was that the idea they were going to kind of redo all the films. Uh, yeah, right. In, in kind of like a big bombastic manner, yeah. and then they would eventually like cross over, kind of like what like Godzilla and King Kong is doing, right? Or the Marvel movies or DC, right? And they did that Mummy remake, 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 remake with uh, Tom Cruise. It didn't do so well. But I think it started to introduce the idea that uh, Russell Crowe was like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And I know they had like Johnny Depp lined up to be the Invisible Man. And it was meant to be the sort of big sort of mashup, right? But like the problem that with mash. that universe. Was it a, are you sure, you sure one of the Monster Mash? I think that's what you would. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> it was Graveyard Smash. Yeah, that's right. But it didn't do well. So they scrapped the ideas. And what they did instead, which I think is super smart is they did these smaller budgeted um, Blumhouse-produced remakes that are like standalone stories. Almost in the same vein as, uh, you know, the difference between all the DC movies that have failed and, say, like Joker, which is essentially a smaller budgeted, standalone, more intimate story. Right. So The Invisible Man uh, is is told, and, and it's brand new, so I don't want to give spoilers away, but the way that this man becomes invisible is that he's got the suit that's filled with like hundreds of cameras and kind of what the technology is is these cameras like record the world and broadcast at the same time so like you're recording behind you and you're recording in front of you and on the sides of you and then it's broadcasting simultaneously so someone looking at you would just see the recording 
Okay, I, in, I, in complete total 360 view, right? I gotta say that would be a very warm suit. I would, yeah. So there's there. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie, and <laughs> so it's not um, a potion. It's not a, a, a science experiment that he no, drinks. No, no, it's like technology. It's like uh, Iron right. Man and shit. I'm interested in that. I know they were going that direction. I thought it was just another yeah, saying old thing. Old. Uh, okay. No. It, it, it was a really clever use of technology that you could believe would be somewhat feasible. Um, I mean, like all movies, you have to suspend a certain level of disbelief. But I thought they did a pretty good job of introducing this technology and this and this concept that would make you believe that, sure, there's with high enough technology and, and optics background, you could potentially create a suit that would simulate invisibility through technology and science instead of like a like a mad scientist magical potion or something of that nature. It is good. That's a great idea. But still, the, the like the tech geek computer, you know, PC gamer side of me is like, okay, so obviously there's a ton of fans cooling this thing. Otherwise, it would just be like super warm. So it's like you could totally hear them coming because it's just like, do you guys hear like a sound like like a bunch like, of little like, desk fans? Yeah, the fan running. Yeah. <laughs> and somewhere, yeah, look, there's, somewhere there's, there's like a huge battery pack that he's got to like tie to his leg and oh yeah i mean look there are some substantial (laughs) substantial moments when you're like how what i'll just give one it doesn't really ruin anything but there's of course a scene where she dumps like paint on him to see him yes yes and then like and then like he just washes himself off like real quickly and i i was real skeptical hippo on that because if you look at the suit you're like there's no it would take fucking hours to get that thing clean so um, does it take place in the future or is this like our No, world? it's contemporary. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. All and right. the theme of the – and really, you know, while you could cer- certainly like quabble about some of the inconsistencies with the technology, um, it essentially falls under the realm of sci-fi where you kind of just squint and accept certain things, yeah. appreciate the effort. But the real theme of the story is this idea of, of, um, of the, the abusive, the abusive uh, partner. You know, the person who 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 makes someone feel trapped and makes someone feel like they're the only ones that see this monster that they have to deal with. And uh, I thought they did a good job of, of, you know, Elizabeth Moss plays this woman who's in this abusive relationship. And this guy is obviously a genius and he's controlling and he's physically abusive and sexually abusive and no one believes her. Right. Yeah. And. And so they, I thought they did a really good job of marrying this this classic story with, I don't want to say it's a contemporary issue because it's it's certainly an issue that has existed probably since the beginning of time, but a, an issue that is very relevant to what's going on in the world today, and not do it in a way that's terribly like ham-fisted. I know that it sounds like it definitely could go in that territory, yeah. but I I thought they did a really good job of. Um, of, of towing that line, you know, you don't feel like you're being preached at and you, but it also gives you some perspective that maybe you didn't have. And, um, the ending is fantastic. And I thought the performances were really great. Again, there's just some of the, some of the tech you're like, how did he clean these very expensive <laughs> million dollar suit of paint? No less in with just a kitchen sink. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Whatever his secret is, let me know because that's I spend a lot of money on paint thinner 
for my uh, you know different art projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I, I watched it with with Jude, and I was and I remember like thinking like, how long does it take our camera team to like just blow dust off the lens? It's like a ten <laughs> yeah. minute stop down, right? Exactly. And yeah. This is the suit. These are camera yeah, lenses, like, man. Like <laughs> like one just gets a little bit a little scratch on it, and like his whole system's man. all like, hey, there's, this is all down. Yeah. How's that thing floating there? Maybe hmm. he's got that secret glass um, from like. A, do you remember? Do you remember uh, Star Trek: The Voyage Home? Which, by the way, I was told by one of our listeners we we flagrantly and criminally left off of our our movies about time travel, which I agree with in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Though. Well, we couldn't include Can't them all. Possibly but imagine how I forgot. Of course, that. that's an awesome one. You know, a bunch of Star Trek people going to visit the eighties. It's everybody loves that movie. Yeah, they, they, they Spock like takes out like a punk rocker who's being a jerk on like the train man 80s movies were not kind to punk rockers it was like if you wanted just they like really a weren't. like an instant thug on the bus or like some mean villain you know some some punk. Hey, hey old man you know some kid in an alley they always gave him like a mohawk and a leather jacket yeah it's like <laughs> like especially especially time travel movies because remember terminator was it the first terminator or the second one no i think it was the first one yeah the first one has bill paxton he's like a punk oh yeah and they're like they're always and like a uh, I was just watching a clip from Crocodile Dundee. That guy's a punk. Draws a the whole knife scene. You know, yeah. like, that's not a knife. Draws a knife. a knife. Every Charles Bronson Death Wish movie has some scene where he's just yeah. beating up some guys that look like uh, some really cool, you know, Southern California '80s punk band, and he's just like kicking their asses because apparently they had even to turn like, to crime. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, even like a taxi driver. You know, Travis Bickle becomes a punk rocker before he goes on a murder. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what it does. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was that. What that was about? There was just a, uh, it was a prejudice. That's what it was. It was Boomer fear. Didn't what it understand was. us. Um, well, so how yeah, the reality was, punk rockers were really just sort of sitting at the mall and you know listening to records. Yeah, doing some skateboarding, mosh pitting, le- learning some power chords. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I got, I gotta use that skateboard now that I have it. Now that I'm sitting around at home, that's right. I put that on my schedule. Well, if you do, you know, don't let if anyone wants to come and watch you do a kickflip, you tell them to watch from at least ten feet away, six feet away, and probably further. Because it's further. If I try yeah. to do it, if I try to do a kickflip, I'm liable to throw the kick the skateboard into their head. Mm. So it's probably fifteen. What is so? What is it? Is, is it still six feet away? Is it supposed to be further? Like what's uh, what's the d- dynamic range of a cough? I mean, if it's six feet, you know, I I wouldn't take that gamble myself. Like even even just going out to check the mail to my neighbors and me, it's kind of like, hey, good to see you. All right, I'll wait on the driveway while you pass by on the sidewalk. Okay, now it's clear. Yeah. I mean, it's it feels weird. Like we all feel everybody's spooked. You know, everybody feels super weird right now. But hey, man, if uh, you know, viruses are a real part of life, man. It's it's not it's not a curse it's not you know it's not something that only that is sent because we're you know by by god because we're evil or anything it's like a little piece of protein that knows that just that just gets on gets in your fat cells and like clings to the cell walls and starts putting out custom dna to make more of itself you know it's like some super science not super science like well now hey okay we uh we kind of we're kind of uh dancing around this earlier but like there's some crazy shit going out like people thinking about this seriously like i well we mentioned the 5g thing last week oh 5g yeah that was one uh i had a conversation with a family member that just god was so frustrating i mean like if i if i i i don't 
I'm not going to talk about stuff that I don't know about with this virus. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to just speculate. But my wife is a public health expert. You know, she's been working from home, dude. She's been working from home. Like, she has been, she worked all goddamn weekend. Like, her organization, uh, they're the ones helping these small clinics that are dealing with this thing. And like, man, she's an expert. She knows everything about this. Not everything, but obviously, but like, she knows a lot about it, man. And like, the stuff I, I, uh, that she tells me, um, it's, uh, it's real, you know? And I had a conversation with a family member who was trying to tell me this, you know, he was saying why it's, why it's justified to call it the Chinese virus. And his, his, his reasoning was because, Chinese people made it in in a lab. Oh, like it lit- yes, there's a lot of people yeah, who believe like this. It literally is a Chinese virus and that it's the nation of China invented it. And I'm going, dude, how do you think this? Like what what evidence do you have? And he tells me they've already said on the news that it comes from aerosol. Now you may have heard them talking about this virus the different forms that it can travel. You've got droplet form you know, someone lets out a little sneeze, you know, some droplets land on. Something. Sure. Yeah. You've got, you know, surface transmission. Someone, you know, touches something. They wipe their face or their mouth and they touch something. Someone else touches it. There's a form called aerosol form. That does not mean it. Which is when you cough. Yeah. It could be when you cough. And yeah, some of the particles go into the air. Some of the droplets go on the ground, uh, on the t- table, tabletop surface. Uh, uh, it specifically might be. Most common, like if you're in a gym with a bunch of people working out, really heavy breathing, hot, oh, hot, okay. arid, heavy, humid breathing, you know, that would be aerosol form, like in its like. I see, and and, then, and this person was thinking heard the, that, like, yeah. like a like a spray, like hairspray. Heard the news say aerosol and imagined Chinese scientist people like basically spray painting your car door handle and like spray painting the schools and with like this air cans of COVID-19. Right. Right. Well, there was a, uh, I saw some meme that someone very sloppily tried to, tried to uh, imprint COVID-19 on a, um, on a, uh, a locomotive, you know, like it was carried, like it was transporting, like canisters of COVID-19. Yeah, just just get, taking a shipment of COVID-19 on down to Mopac Express, going to get it up on down to Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, I figured about an 18-hour drive shouldn't be too bad. You know, I mean, like like truck truckers are just loading <laughs> up the COVID and like... The, band, the bandits crossing <laughs> yeah, state lines yeah. with some six-packs of the COVID. Yeah, man. Over at a port in Baltimore, some ships coming in with shipping containers. <laughs> and the guys are like, oh, is that the COVID-19 we ordered? Good thing. Let's get it. Oh, get some Union boys on that. I mean, give me a fucking break. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just Teamsters. Just Teamsters across the yeah, country. Dude. Transporting that COVID. Did you get a virus? It came on yeah. a truck. Uh, no, we didn't get the virus because our union has pretty good uh, medical, uh, uh, and so we all That's have good. a protection from it, you know, and respirators. No, I mean it's just madness to think that like this planet just doesn't fucking have viruses. That it's not the same planet Earth it's always been, where like viruses and plagues and all kind. Life is like the most fragile thing, dude. Like you know, you've got like rocks water um and then you got life which is like uh you know ro- like rocks like what's a rock like 
million years it lasts. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like a billion years life. What's what's a life, you know, life think- last? Like a, a, a hundred if you're extremely lucky. You know, it's like, it's crazy to think that the most fragile thing on earth isn't, it, oh, a virus wouldn't be hurting us without some kind of sinister evil intent. Uh, it's just life, man. It's fragile. Well, and I, I, I think that look, it is it is a well known, proven historical fact that governments lie to their citizens. I mean, you can you're going to look at every every age of empire to find examples of this. I mean, so, just just between I you under- and me, I lie to the government. <laughs> well, tax season got pushed to June, so you're okay. <laughs> um, but so I think that people take. I think that we are by our. I think by uh, sort of a. Uh, as creatures, not only are we social, but we are, we 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 thrive on entertainment and storytelling, and I think that there is over time that's been really bastardized to include conspiracy theories, and I think that when you look at the origins of a lot of these, they're either hoaxes or they're being put out by these holistic like booksellers, oh, yeah. you know, like modern day snake oil salesmen. Um, or there's some sort of, you know, the sort of nefarious political, uh, you know, uh, background or, or, or backdrop, you know, or undercurrent of these of these different sort of hoaxes that are being spread around. But I, but but the the addiction part of them is that it's it's a salacious, interesting story that only you know. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. right. You get to you get to be the smartest then, guy in the room. You know, the one that has his eyes right. opened. Right. Yeah, like there's so many people now who are still still driving home. Like, look at the average number of flu deaths between the same period, and look at the number of coronavirus deaths in the same period, and it's it's not even the same thing. And it's and they're not wrong from that perspective. Yeah. If the, the deaths for the average flu, which of course they failed to mention, comes in many 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 forms. There's like hundreds of thousands of flus, right? Um. And it is vastly a higher death count than the coronavirus currently is. What they always ignore are things like the spread rate, the gestation period, the 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 taxing impact it will have on hospitals and resources. Oh, yeah. um, you know, the president went on TV and said, if we only have 200,000 deaths. We did okay. We won. <laughs> only t- Mission accomplished. Uh, okay. Well, we won't only have that. Only. We won't only have that unless we take it seriously. Um, you know, there's something to what you're talking about. Uh, the term narrative narrative bias. You, you know that term? Yeah. yeah where uh-huh. it's like... Confirmation no, bias, con- right? No, it's not confirmation bias. It's narrative bias, which is like... Confirmation bias is like okay. if, if um, something sounds like something you already believe, it just further confirms it or... or or, oh, or sure. even okay, yeah. sometimes even evidence uh, contrary somehow can further confirm your your theory. But narrative bias is more like what you're talking about, where if something sounds like a good story, you you are yeah. more likely to believe it. Um, it's you you in fact it, not not even necessarily it's more likely to believe it. It's like if something sounds like a good story, you're you would you would think it's like statistically more possible. Um, Right. There's this great example uh, where it's like um, Mary uh, is a woman that went to college and studied uh, women's studies and sociology. 
And uh, what's what's more likely that when Mary got out of college, she became a banker or when Mary got out of college, she became a banker, but she also volunteers at a homeless shelter on the weekends. Which which one right. sounds more likely to you? Um, I, I don't know. The banker. Just the first one sounds more likely. She's sure. a banker in both. Yeah. And once she's just, but, you a know, banker. I imagine that's. I imagine that takes a lot of time. Probably tired at the end of the day. You know? <laughs> okay. Not, not that many people really volunteer at soup kitchen. That's a good. That's a good point. Such. That's a good point. No, you're you're good. You're smart. But in most in most um, surveys where they've like pitched this to people, uh, studies, most people choose the second scenario because it it, it oh, matches more it's the better story. It matches more the story of like her being like so studying women's studies, sociology, and then like oh she's like she's a socially conscious person. So this idea that she would just be a banker, that doesn't sound very likely. What's more likely is the idea that she, even if she's a banker, she still does, gives back on the weekends, right? Sure, right. But the thing is, you have to look at it mathematically, which is like, what's more likely, one condition or one condition plus another condition? You know what I'm saying? Right. But to me, that's why the banking thing is like, okay, fine, she went to school for that thing, but she's a banker, so she's working at least 40 hours a week. She's got, and really, that's not including her lunch no. break. So you know, her day. You, you got there. You got to the right answer. Nine hours. You got to the right answer in a not necessarily the right way, but you you got to the right answer. Okay. But it's what you're supposed to do is just say, well, when you're talking probability, the happen the the chances of one conditioning happening are always greater than the chances of two separate conditionings happening, or 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 not not sure, not, not two sense. separate, but like that one condition plus another condition. So like right, the chance of, of A happening is greater than the chance of A happening and B happening because then you have to factor in the chance of B happening with the factor of the chance of A happening. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. it gets a little yeah, confusing, but two- basically it's like this. And so the narrative bias is what makes us think, oh, no, it's definitely that thing that's like A plus B, not just A, because A plus B is a better story. And that's something we Right, because just- if she went to... Yeah, if she went to school for like women's studies and then she just became a banker, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like that feels like you were you were let down from the expectations. Yes, it feels like. But then you feel like, oh, she's a banker, but then at the, on the weekend she does something to give back. I could see that. That's a good story. And and it like for example, if if the out of a, of if the, the the cause of a pandemic is people eating meat. That carry that from animals that have a virus that um, that is, I guess, fine in their species, but not good for us. Right. That's not as interesting as the idea of this the secret cabal that formulates this virus and and intentionally releases it on the world, and they just so happen to look different than us, so it can reaffirm my latent racism towards a culture I don't understand. Yeah, or or even the people who aren't saying it's always the Chinese did it, but it's the Illuminati that did it, you know, or sure. Same thing. Yeah. It has to be man-made from another family member. I heard, no, it has to be man-made because God wouldn't create something so evil, you know? So it's like, everybody's kind of making their own judgment on this based on like stories that we want to be true when you really just need to say, well, what evidence do I have for any of this? And just kind of base it more on that, you know, not, not, not what you think the world is like, but Hey man, viruses are a thing that have always come around, always, always fucked with populations, always been dangerous. And man, that's just it's it's the it's that's how stuff spreads. It's how medicine works. It's how a lot of things work. It's just like 
stuff gets into your cells and it changes them. And uh, we've got one that's, it, they keep using that word um, novelty, novel, novelty, is that right? The novel? No, yeah, yeah, novel virus. It, and that's, that's very important. It's new. We, I mean, it's like uh, that thing of, uh, you know, uh, when back in the colonial days when, you know, settlers were coming over here with uh, their viruses and, and diseases from, from Europe and bringing them to uh, America. And, uh, you know, they were able to wipe out Native American populations just by giving them uh, blankets that a sick person used to own. Right. So it's, right. it's new and it's dangerous. And that is uh, that that's. Yeah, that's just. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, we. I don't. I don't know. We get. We're getting a little into the like, be, way outside of our area of expertise. But um, I. I watched a movie about something new and dangerous, coming to someone's oh. house. That was. Um, the purge. No, 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 no. This was like very new and very dangerous and very novel and. Uh, and it even kind of moved in a viral sort of way. It was amazing, actually. It was. It was the. The film based on the H.P. Lovecraft short story, Color Out of Space. Oh, I've been wanting to see that. How was it? I enjoyed it, man. It was freaky, dude. <laughs> Disturbing, even. I mean, it, like it was, it was eerie. I mean, the Lovecraft short story is spooky as hell, but like to see it all go out and they said it in the modern day, you know, cause I think that story must be like 800 or like a hundred years old now or something, but to set it in the modern day, like they did, it, it worked out really well. Or I guess it's the eighties. They said it in the eighties, I think, or was it? No, no, it was a modern day. Yeah. It just, you know, every Nicholas Cage movie looks like it was from the eighties, but uh, it's a, sure. no, it's a modern day film. And um, it's, if, if you guys aren't familiar, it's the one where like a comet lands on this uh, ranch. This this guy, he's moved out to the ranch, uh, out, out to the country to live with his family. He's going to be a farmer. And this comet lands on his, on his property. And it's got this weird aura around it, this weird like color, you know. And um, slowly it starts corrupting the environment and the people and the animals and the plants. And um, it's about this family's uh, dealing with this. And there is, uh, yeah, many uh, applicable aspects to what we're going through. You've got uh, social distancing, uh, for sure. <laughs> right. got, you know, because, I mean, it's a rural story. All rural stories have uh, some aspects of social distancing. But but it's, uh, yeah, it was kind of, uh, it was it was weird. I wasn't expecting it to feel like it hit so close to home uh, the other day when we watched it. But, um, hell, I'll, I'll say it's, as far as movies based on Lovecraft go, um this it's got a lot of a long legacy of great films to contend with like the reanimator and from beyond and uh, beyond the mouth of madness. And it, it, it stands up there with all of them, man. It was really cool. Really good movie. So, so how many tusks would you give it? I'm going to give up. So I'm going to give this one four tusks uh, because I, I think my tusk ratings are starting to get like biased toward the high because I gave that blood ride three and a half last, last week and um, <laughs> I finished watching blood ride and it's like, uh, yeah. How would you give it now? Three, that you've it's down to a three. Yeah. Okay. Lost a, lost a tusk. Okay. Yeah. Tusk. I'm recalibrating my tusk system, uh, tusk system, blood rides a three and um, beyond, wait, not beyond the mountain medicine, color out of space is a 3.75. It's a three and a half, three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. All right. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Invisible Man um, three point three and three fourths tusk. <laughs> All right. And I would have given it four 
if it hadn't been, there's just a couple of moments when I just couldn't suspend disbelief. They're minor ticky-tacky stuff. But, like, really, if you drop a can of paint on any sort of lens, man, he ain't washing it off in 10 seconds in the sink. Like, it's just not happening. I mean, even if you poured paint on yourself, like, you've you've gotten, I mean, you're an artist. I'm sure you've gotten paint in your hair before. It stays there for a couple days, man. I mean, I I, kind of like the way it looks, too, but, you know. Yeah, but look, look, maybe this was some sort of space age, super technological, easy to clean, no sound cooling system suit. Maybe it's like Tony Stark invented this. Like like hospital surface uh, beds. They have that surface. It's like that antimicrobial. Maybe. uh, Yeah, could be something like that. (laughs) But like, yeah, I just needed a little bit more. So it's three and three fourths, but it's really well. um, It's very good. And I recommend, I mean, we got the time and it's a new release. It's a new release that went straight to home because the, no one can be in theaters. So I think that actually ties into the question that we have today. We'd like to go to some audience oh, questions. We have one yeah. today. Let's answer an audience question. That sounds good. Questions from the crypt. Miley Virus asks, do you think theaters will recover from this pandemic? Oh man, Miley Virus, that's a great name. That is I'm so impressed with that and I've never I, I, like I've never heard I can't, you'd think you'd hear something like that already. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's How did that not uh, come up? Yes, theaters will recover. Absolutely. Well, I mean shoot, when this shit all blows over, man, people are going to be so excited to get out and do stuff and hang out again. I'm I can't wait to go to the theater. Absolutely, it's going to recover. I I I um I agree. I do think theaters will go right back to the way they were. Um, however, I hope. I mean, look. I really think it's it's super necessary for theaters to come back in full force. And I'll tell you, even as someone who loves movies, it is it is unfortunately a byproduct of our time that it's so easy to get distracted by things when you're not forced to pay attention. And I aim to use this quarantine time to improve my concentration skills. But like when you're in a theater, if you're at in any way a civilized person, you put your dead damn phone away and you watch the movie. And when you're watching The Invisible Man at Home, you are just so much more tempted to, oh, who's that actress? Let me look it up. Oh, what's this? Let me look it up. And there's nothing wrong to some degree with that interactiveness. But like, you know it does rob you of the experience like that experience is fine when you're watching a movie that you've seen like a million times right like there's a we talked about the slasher group last time there's a there's a group of the slasher sort of community members that will do like a friday night movie and everyone gets in um what's that chat room that people use now i forget what it's called slack people get in a slack and they comment as they watch the movie right they sync up the they all watch it separately they sync up the play and then they can comment sort of riff track style as they watch it. That's cool. Old movies, totally fine. New releases kind of need to be in the moment, man. You got to kind of be there. That's true. And so I really hope that that theaters recover for no other reason for that reason. But here's the other thing. I hope that these new they're not they're not like they're new like we just invented them, but these different ways that people are using to communicate and to socialize during this pandemic, this quarantine time, I hope that doesn't go away. You know, like I hope that people use some of the stuff that they're using now and keep that going 
when things quote unquote go back to normal because I think there's a real opportunity for us to use the technology that's available to, to like you know like this sort of social remote viewing parties like how cool is that you know um ophelia and i have used the netflix party app for you know the last two years that we've been that we've been together remotely and that's super cool you know watch a movie in real time together like even no, no matter like you don't have to be in the same room like i think there's so much cool technology that's being explored right now out of necessity that i hope we don't VR lose that. actually has you know, it VR, has a, yeah. there's an app that I got called Big Screen and for like three okay. bucks a ticket, they're not new movies, but they're not bad movies. And for like three, two, three dollars a ticket, you can actually go to a VR theater where your avatar will be there sat down with all these other people. That's, and, remember yeah, we talked about and, that yeah, last it week. It exists and you can chat with them in the lobby and like talk about the movie you're going to watch. And No, is it yes, real people? It yeah. That's I mean, we're, we're cool. represent like mine looks like a... Um, he kind of looks like John Waters, actually. I made him pretty cool. Yeah. He's okay. got some really cool sunglasses and this like lovely pink shirt. He's very John Waters looking. Uh, so uh, if you see like a John Waters quiet sort of fellow that looks like he's new to VR, just hanging out in the big screen theater, you know, just come on over and say hi because it's probably probably me. That's super cool. <laughs> now, how much now how much room do you have to walk? Like, can you walk up to the popcorn aisle and then like walk okay, down your seat? Okay, that like, is what we what you do in VR is you don't really walk. You do what's called teleporting. So you probably oh. have a, you're probably going to have about you know you're going to have a play area which is probably going to be depending on the room size, you know up to like six feet by six feet something like that. Yeah, you know? I mean yeah. ten feet. I mean depending who knows what you live in you know but like take the coffee table out of the living room you know move it over and you've got so. What you do if you're, you know, like let's say you're over at the uh, at the movie posters and you want to get over by the, the ticket booth or whatever, you teleport over there and then you can move around within your play area over the yeah, within the yeah, parameters. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so, that's cool. So okay, so what did so what uh, so which is the VR set that you Oculus have? Quest? And how much is that going to hurt people buying? Uh, it's well, if you can get it retail it's 400 bucks but scalpers Oof. have them as much as like 800 on amazon right now because they're hard ah. to, they're hard to get man like i said yeah like okay. that that that, that right. trip so to best buy where the guy a- put it in my trunk like that was like an hour drive <laughs> yeah oh geez but it seems worth it i think so i think it's gonna i think i'm gonna get a lot of use out of it it's, it's interesting shit man especially that creative side like i'm telling you that's that's gonna be the future and they're about about to even make now, like hand now, tracking where I won't even have to hold the the handles. I'll actually be able to use my hands. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Now, 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 do you are there cheaper um, VR headsets that you could get? And like, if you're for like for you, it makes the most sense oh, as an right. artist who's using it for your art, you know. Like, but if you just want to go to the yes, movies, yes, virtually Oculus go. I believe that's down to like two hundred okay. now, and it's very okay. cool. Yeah, pretty much the Oculus company, the one that's owned by Facebook they're selling theirs for really cheap because they are kind of like using the game console business method where they make the money off the games and the apps. So, right, right. Not necessarily yeah, the headset. So I think the Oculus Go would be one that you could use. Okay. And it, and it has the ability to go create an avatar yeah. and go to the movies. What is it called? Big, big ticket? Big screen. Big screen. Yeah. Big yeah. screen. Okay. Are there any other places you can go and hang out with other avatars? Oh, yeah. Plenty. VR chat, uh, games. And then just, I mean, like most of the games. I mean, like, Arizona sunshine you want to I mean you're there to kill zombies but you can hang out and talk to people while you do it too you know 
So it's kind of like the the like in gaming in the gaming world, you can uh, put your headset on and you can go into your game and there's other players from all around the world who can play this video game in the same time yeah. as you, right? But I think. But you can do well, this I think in what's VR. happening is VR. I think it's going to be a lot more social than regular gaming because, like, you know, I, I play a lot of PC right. games, but Especially like, now. yeah, I have a headset, I have a microphone. Most people do. We never have them on. Uh, same goes with PlayStation. I mean, we're not chatting, but like VR everybody's talking to each other because it's like you're they they all know you have a headset on so like they know you can talk so i think it's going to be a lot more social than normal gaming okay very cool it's a cool if i know i know for some people for a lot of people times are really tough but if you have the means this might be a way to sort of cure some of the quarantine blues if you can get it in a reasonable amount of time good luck well i hope that we've given you some insight. I know normally we do like movie stuff and we did talk about movies, but I think that VR is like very much the way of the future. I know we've been saying that since the nineties, but I think that, you know, um, this time that we're going through right now, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of inventions. So hopefully this is a catalyst for advancing that technology that we can use it for not only entertainment, but socializing when maybe we shouldn't be physically, when we should be physically distancing, we don't necessarily have to be socially distancing and also to create new, better, more advanced forms of art in using futuristic technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until someone invents a uh, full body camera suit that covers you in cameras. And I feel so that, that can wipe off paint with just a, so a wet one, rag. One question about that film, though, like. Because I, I yeah, feel like yeah. when someone's making a full body camera suit, they're kind of like having the idea of like, I could use this to like record VR things or like use it to like, did he just accidentally notice like, oh, so make me invisible or like, did he actually intend to do that? No, I think he he's like an optics. I think it was like, it was like, they, this is where they kind of kept sort of um, close to the original story. Like his whole thing was, he was like this optics scientist and he wanted to, he thought that he could invent uh, okay. an invisible yeah. suit. That makes sense. Well, uh, and then he just used to his girlfriend. some shit about some of the stuff. And, uh, if you have got anything we've said wrong or need to know, uh, like if we're sitting here just running our mouths, saying a bunch of dumb stuff and we're about to get, you know, about to catch the coronavirus, uh, <laughs> cause we're wrong about something. Let us know. Um, one, one thing I know definitely <laughs> isn't going to help. And that's uh, faith and prayer. So stay the hell out of church, no matter what anybody says, because like that's that shit is still going on, yeah. and it's dangerous as hell. Uh, there was a, I mean, there was a church in Korea where like a thousand people caught it, and uh, the, the 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 cult leader oh, of the geez. church uh, refuses to turn over the names of his congregation, but they know at least a thousand cases came from this guy's church. I mean. Uh, in Iran, uh, the the Ayatollah said that Western medicine was evil. So now we Iran's having like one of the worst ca- the the worst time in the world, I believe. Um, but but even here in America, sure. we've got preachers saying that like you know we're not gonna this thing came from the pit of hell and we're not gonna bow down and we're we're not gonna be afraid. We're gonna use our faith. Well, use it from home. Watch your favorite preacher on a webcam. Whatever you got to do to stay the hell out of church. It's dangerous. Virtual church, virtual, you got a church? virtual church, whatever, because that it's it's not going to be that that fixes all this stuff, man. I promise. Oh, and also, save your money because there's those same preachers. They're very aware of like stimulus package and all the stuff that's about to be coming out to people's homes, and they're going to try to get you 
get you to send it to them. Uh, <laughs> call it call it a seed of faith. Yeah, yeah. hold on to it. Don't send it to them. They're not helping. Well, we hope that we've imparted a little bit of wisdom that help you through this dark time. Um, if you have the Oculus Go or any Oculus or any VR headset, explore it. Explore. Use it for different things that you never even thought were possible before. Uh, the technology consistently gets cheaper and you could use it just for mindlessness or you can use it to create we hope you do for the latter but we won't judge you if you do it for the former i think until next time this is dave and matt adios you're listening to the grindhouse podcast on the we're all living in the matrix network please follow us on instagram at grindhouse podcast and listen to us every monday on itunes soundcloud and now on spotify 